Hey guys, welcome back to The Lowdown on Katy Perry. Now, it has been a long time since our last episode, and that is actually because we finished season one. Um, this is the first episode of season two. As you can see, all of our cover art is updated, and we are fresh for a new season. Um, a lot has happened since the last season, and uh, we are actually nearing um, the Smile album release really soon. Um, so we will talk about that a little bit and maybe in like a later episode but this episode we have a very very special guest to me and to everyone in the kitty cat fandom uh i want to invite chris um he is a long time kitty cat and honestly an og i would say he has been here quite a long time and i'm so excited to have him on the show today to interview and to get some stories out of him because i'm sure he's full of a ton of stories from the teenage dream era the prism era everything leading up to this new smile era that's coming up so let's get right into it Hey, Chris. Hey, Michael. How are you today? I'm super good. I'm so glad I could catch you um, on the podcast today. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. I mean, I need to listen to more of your podcast, I'll be honest, but I'm honored you asked me to be a guest, and I feel like we have a lot to talk about, so. Uh, especially today, we do. Um, I know. It's like an iconic big day. So much going day. on. Thursday, yeah. May, no, May, oh my God, August 27th. The day before the big album comes out, um, I just wanted to. Int- I mostly wanted to invite you because, like, you're like my favorite follower slash like mutual on Twitter, and I feel like you have such like a, a history slash just a lot of memories and like everything about like even just past albums and tours and everything that you can offer us. Um, and I think we're all really excited to hear them. Um, do you want to first start off and introduce yourself? Sure. So thanks for the introduction. And to anyone listening, hello, I'm Chris. I also go by Dory on Twitter, which I can get into as the conversation uh, blossoms. So yeah, I live in New York. I'm 27 years old. And 27 I've years so- young. Well, That's yeah. What Katie says. I know you're right. At this point, I feel old especially the other day on the teenage dream anniversary when people were like i was five when oh it came God. out it's like wait i was like 17 oh and i'm kidding God. i'm not really old but damn like five years old god bless i know and yeah i've been supporting her for like yeah it's 10 years now 2020 like t- 2010 teenage dream era dang that's so cool so kind of like tell us about like how you kind of like became a katie fan slash stan Like, how did you, like, like, what was that initial um, moment where you felt like, wow, I kind of want to, like, I'm really interested in this person, and I kind of want to follow her? Yeah, so I have, like, a vivid memory that I can still think of right now, and it kind of, like, transports me back. But long story short, I remember her adoring one of the boys, and, like, I kissed a girl and all that. I like those songs, but I wasn't, like, not saying Like a super fan, yeah. Yeah, no, like, not at all, really. And I know you didn't even listen to, like, the full album, just the main singles. Uh, And fast forward a few years, California Girls came out, like, you know, great, catchy summer bop. But Teenage Dream, this song, did it for me. And the vivid memory I have is, like, I was in a Dunkin' Donuts drive-thru, and I still go to that one, actually. It's right by my house. And I just remember that was on the radio. It might have been, like, 
the premiere week or something was like the first time I heard it and it was like whoa like that's so catchy it's like insane it's stuck in my head and then a day after actually she was on the Today Show promoting Teenage Dream the album and that's when she did California Girls Teenage Dream she was wearing like I believe it was like a cotton candy or like a cloud yeah, yeah. dress um, so I watched that and I was like wow and this is like all adding up like the song the performance and then you know i got the album loved it and then from there it's kind of like all right great like when can i see her she went on tour and i went to cdt just one date initially it was june 2011 so now this is like eight months after kind of like standing or whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call it and um eight months of like being attracted to like what she has to offer like her music her energy all that and um seeing her live is like great the seats weren't great at all but it was just you know it all came into like fruition it was like oh my god it's right there and the tour itself was pretty iconic i mean it's not my favorite but it was amazing nonetheless and like the teenage dream intro everything and which was on the cloud during thinking of you so you know seeing her once was like not enough so I wasn't at the point where I was like traveling to see her but I was looking into it and then luckily she added five more tour dates five more in U- yeah in the USA so like she was touring the UK in October and the tour was like basically over and then she added two LA shows one of them was like the concert that gives back like, mm-hmm. the free ticket ones that she did in the part of me movie and then she did Madison Square Garden and even Las Vegas so I went to the MSG one oh. and for that I was like one I want to meet her and it did not work out in my favor because oh. she was selling meet and greets for the at the moment and they sold out when I was looking into them like they weren't sold out right away but I remember like it was $500 which Jesus yeah it was a lot at the moment it's still a lot now and obviously she doesn't even charge that or charge at all but they were sold out and then I was like all right like I'll take the second best thing which was like the pit package and it was like literally standing right there wow so I got that I was super excited. I wasn't on Twitter at the time, so I didn't know that the forum existed and they were doing like meet and greets right, through there. Right. And a lot of people were actually meeting her through the forum, which I found out at the concert because, you know, being in the pit at that second show was like, that's actually what started it all. And I'll explain. So Teenage Dream, the song was like great. And that was the song that I guess like made me stand but then going to the concert I met other Katie Cats people that have met her before and I was like pretty amazed I was like oh my god like you guys have met her and they're like yeah through the forum or like so and so bought a meet and greet and there was actually Katie Cat there from Australia Mm. I'm still friends with to this day we actually like reunited last year his name's Oliver and he traveled to New York for like CBT and he was telling me like how many times he's met her already and traveled and then I was just like, damn, like, this is cool. I want to start doing this. So, like, you know, we kept in touch after the show, whatnot. But I didn't meet her until a year after in 2012. And so, yeah, CDT was November 2011. Mm. Hit, like, seeing her up close is great. Then I think I made, like, a personal Twitter in, like, January 2012. And followed a few 
Katie fans, but wasn't really like tweeting so much about her. It was like an occasional like, I want to meet Katy Perry so bad, blah, blah, blah. And then Mm -hmm. November of that year, she had an event in New York City. I was looking into like meeting her at other events in the meantime, but like none of them, it was hard from what I remember. So, or like they didn't happen. And this one in November 2012, it was the Billboard Woman of the Year event. It was in Chinatown. And I remember searching, like, Billboard, Katie, NYC, and I found a few people that were, like, going. And we all planned to, like, meet up. Not we all. Actually, it was just, like, one person. Her name's Carissa, and we're still friends to this day. But she was like, hey, like, you want to go? It's worth the shot. So we went, not really knowing what to expect, because it was, like, the first event and whatnot. But, yeah, it worked out. Like, we met her for the first time. Yeah, and then after that, it was just, like, Stan Twitter, like, AF. Like, I posted the picture. I saw other fans were, like, oh, my God, we met her, too. And then it really just, like, it all happened. (laughs) Man, that's actually awesome. I feel like I was younger when Teenage Dream, like, the album and everything happened. I was, like, 10 or 9 at that time, and I know I feel, like, young now. But um, I feel like the atmosphere just around her was a lot different than it is today. I feel like she was all over the place, like, especially on the charts. And, like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I remember being in elementary school and, like, a group of girls just talking about, like, the new Katy Perry um, crackle nail polish. And, like, that's a vivid memory for me because, like, I remember when she was, like, all her age and nobody would stop talking about, like, Teenage Dream and, like, her movie came out. And, like, it was just, like, an iconic moment in, like, pop and everything because like everyone like 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 five number one hits like it was just unheard of at that time and like she really did set the record and like so like how do you feel like the atmosphere was back then regarding her and her music yeah i mean i agree things have definitely changed and you know 2010 2011 those were like years that We'll never see anything like that from anyone again in pop music, nonetheless, Katie. Um, You know, the five number ones, the way she kind of just, like... She just, like, lit up the room with her look and her presence. Yeah. Everyone went crazy after her. Yeah, the whole character she built up, like, the blue wigs, and then how her hair was, like, really a different color often. And so many different things she did during those years, like the VMAs when she presented with like that cheese block on her head and then she won like best video for firework um obviously the five number ones california dream store is pretty big but yeah to answer the question i agree it was kind of like she was a force in those days like Mm -hmm. general public loved her you put on the radio she was there um i mean she did smurfs not that that was like really iconic but like more exposure her yeah. perfumes were big she was kind of like she around was... every corner like you could always just find her yeah she really was um obviously grammys met gala those were like her first few years attending i mean she did in like 2008 2009 but she was kind of like an indie like... artist slash like yeah guy. yeah so you know things have changed from what i remember and like my personal experience the show was just like you know, great energy. Everyone in the pit was like dying to see her. Mm. And I feel and... like I feel like back then, when social media wasn't as big, slash, like just like having a phone and all of that wasn't as big. 
seeing your like idol for the first time live was like e- an even bigger deal than it is today just because like I feel like it just was way different than it is now yeah I agree it was kind of just like I mean I wasn't on Twitter at the time so I just remember like taking pictures on like my iPhone 5 or whatever and like you know a few pictures a few videos yeah. and you know now when you go like you obviously still take pictures videos you know live in the moment and yeah not then it's like you want to share it because now there's a whole platform of like people that we're friends with and different katie cats that you know you want to share the videos and have them see it because one sometimes people aren't able to even see her at all and two it's just part of like the whole community thing like oh i'm going to the show tonight like post pictures post videos yeah so yeah it's about seven I guess I would say, like, maybe we were more in the moment. Like, she came out and, like, that was it. Just, like, focus on her. And obviously, we're still, like, focused on her now. Yeah. And I try not to even record that much when I see her live. But, yeah. I don't even think it's, like, a huge sin to record them. Honestly, like, I went to, like, my first tour was Witness the Tour. And not that I wasn't a stand before then. I just could not get to a tour before then. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, like, I have videos and stuff. And, like, a part of me is like i love these videos and like you know i'm so happy that i took them but another part of me is like i can't even post them anywhere because i'm like screaming and singing in the background Mm -hmm. plus i wasn't like 100 percent focused i also had really crappy seats that witnessed the tour just because like three years ago like i was in a different place like i was way younger i had no money like we got the cheapest nosebleeds and like it was still a great show don't get me wrong but like i don't know like i definitely next year or whenever it happens like I want to invest in like really good seats because like when I left the show I kind of felt like I was I just like felt like I watched an episode or something like I could I didn't feel like I was actually there yeah I I was just kind of like observing it it is a totally different experience like not even for her but for most shows like if you're closer to the artist physically seeing them Mm -hmm. it's just a different experience because like there's shows I've been to well, not really for Katie, just other artists if it's, like, not great seats. And it's, like, fun, but if you're in, like, level 200, yeah, one, you can barely see the artist, and two, it's just different. And then when you're there in the pit or, like, general standing floor or whatever, it's a lot of different energy. You can exactly. kind of, like, move around, especially if there's no seats. Like, you're pretty squished in the pit, but there's no seats kind of, like, blocking you. You can, like, dance. I know for, like, Witness Tour the drop zone pit like it was so easy to just like walk around like go to different Mm. parts of the stage wherever she was so that's fun um yeah so hopefully you can see her close and personal because it does really like change the whole yeah that's kind of how i felt yeah that was my only regret from the tour was not like investing more money in better seats but I definitely have learned my lesson. I also went to see Carly Rae Jepsen. And it's not that I had bad seats. It's that I had, like, I think any elevated seats where you're, like, not really close to them, like, to the artist, I just felt like I wasn't there. And I don't know. Like, I definitely, definitely have learned my lesson now. Like, yeah, I have to, like, get better seats next time. Because, like, it's a huge, like, deal to go. And if you're not going to enjoy it the entire time, like, 100%, it's just kind of, like, it leaves you with, like, a, I wish I had more. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. And also to feed off of that, something about seats, a lot of people get seats, like, kind of to sit because they don't want to, like, stand the whole time. So then, you know, the vibes aren't matching because, like, you know, 
you three years ago when this tour was probably like jumping up and down and like oh my god bon appetit and going yeah. crazy and then the people in the chair is like you know it happens at every show like you kind of look yeah. around and even during firework it's like all right so well, let's be real let's be real that's usually like the parents and the grandparents that are just sitting down and not like really enjoying it yeah yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. i also feel like the so I like like I said I went to see Carly Rae Jepsen and it was like in a small little like it was almost like a concert hall so they usually have like symphonies there so like everyone was sitting and I just feel like when everyone's sitting and like nobody's really like dancing it kind of takes a toll on the show itself like she even at one point was like guys I know it's like a concert hall and y'all are all sitting down but like let's stand up for this last song and like give it our all I just feel like dancing is such a huge part of a concert experience like it's just like you know what i mean like mm-hmm. what should they do the front seats usually go for well for cdt i got a package which came with like merch and a few things and that was 295 but in general even for like prismatic and witness general admission like her pit it's usually around like 200 to 250 mm-hmm. they always sell those vip packages which were like double the price and you know it comes with like a t-shirt or something or like a pre-party but overall like 200 um some arenas are a bit pricier it's like 250 yeah they're not i mean it's a standard price really i think i only paid like 60 something for our nosebleeds so that would make sense that price i'm definitely yeah i'm gonna go for that um moving on a little bit um what is your favorite like memories with your like favorite friends or Katie Cats that you kind of like grew up with almost like in this fandom? Are there any like super interesting stories? <laughs> yeah, there's a few. I mean, one great memory I think of is in 2013 when she was doing Prism promo in New York. I think we saw her like six or seven times in a month and I just feel like every other day we were like seeing her like she did the Aurora promo with the red velvet dress and that was like my second time meeting her right right she did Jimmy Fallon one day she did SNL but we didn't see her actually um I'm trying to think what else oh good morning America Mm -hmm. so that's it's kind of like a broad memory but I just remember like 2013 prism era prism promo i feel like we were like always on the go and like attempting to see her and most of the time like we did i think we saw her like five times and i think the craziest memory i have is in 2015 for prismatic tour there was like 30 katie cats from like all over the world we were planning to go to like the quote-unquote last show Mm -hmm. of tour and then, like, lo and behold, we all booked it. It was in Puerto Rico. And then she added Costa Rica, like, a week after we all booked it. So we were like, oh, my God, what do we do? Should we cancel? But, no, we went. And that's not the crazy part. The crazy part is, so, like, we had this big international meetup, and it was crazy. I mean, there was people from, like, Mexico, Canada, Finland, Sweden, UK, Australia. Oh um, you know, people from the United States. And this was, like, a meetup. But what we did what some of us did the night before the show because we wanted to get like a good spot in the pit mm-hmm. is like we queued outside the arena so it was like 8 p.m the night before the show and like we legit showed up we had like lawn chairs a few snacks oh like, my god a blanket and yeah like we literally 
waited outside for 24 hours. We were sleeping on the concrete. Oh my um, god. Yeah, one of the security guards there at like four in the morning was playing like rooster sounds on his phone to like wake us up. And and then the morning came and it was like 8 a.m. And it's like, all right, great. We still have to do this for like another 12 hours because like the arena doesn't open up till seven or eight. So me and a few of my friends kind of like took breaks. We went to the hotel, then we came back. But yeah, it was just wild. Like looking back at it, I would not do that again. Like it was fun, but I... I'm not doing that now anymore. Like, I kind of want to get to the arena, like, kind of right before she goes on. Like, yeah, you know, five years ago was a different time. Like, laying and sleeping outside in the arena on concrete sounded like a great idea. And it was. Like, we were so up close and, you know. I feel like that's just, like, the biggest, like, young thing to do. Like, I feel like that's a bucket list for anyone who's, like, under 25 that it's like oh my god i need to sleep outside for an artist or like it's so iconic like i feel like that's such dedication to an artist like that's amazing yeah it was like a lot of fun looking back at it um it didn't even feel like we were out there for 24 hours like i don't know what we were really doing i remember like we did sleep a little yet again like on the floor um it was very hot we were in puerto rico so i believe it was like 80 90 degrees that didn't help but yeah, the trip overall was just, like, insane. We went out, like, the night before the show, or the first night we got there, kind of just, like, I guess you call it, like, bar hopping, but it was mm-hmm. pretty wild. And then, you know, we went for dinner one night, the show was the next night, and then I think, like, the next day we just went to the beach and hung out. But that was one of my, like, favorite memories, favorite shows, really, ever seeing her, like the energy and something about like the tropical vibes and all the people i was with and i don't know i feel like like you see those videos from like concerts in brazil and it's like this massive field that's just filled with people i feel like the energy for those like uh for the southern america shows or like anywhere that's like super i don't know why but americans like america like north america it's not as like it's not as big i don't know like whenever i saw those videos of like concerts in rio or like all of those ones like they have such high energy for the show like it's insane yeah it's like totally night and day compared to here you know one reason i think is because like they don't see her often some of these countries might see her like once every three years she might do one show there so like they're extra passionate they're like going crazy and you know I guess they're really just like living enjoying in the moment but that's yeah. what Katie always says like she loves Brazil um, a lot of the South like Latin American yeah. countries you know compared to here in the United States where it's like you know there's 50 states and she might go tour like 40 of them and then she might do several cities so yeah I don't know what the exact reason is but like I know what you mean I think but it's... Puerto Rico Puerto Rico nonetheless that was like wild because that was the first time she ever even went there uh-huh. so like the whole country sorry it's a state <laughs> the whole state was trying to see her and that's why we were queuing outside because oh. we were like alright the arena is only like 20,000 people and there was seats but we were like I don't know maybe people are going to be like going hard and there was like a lot of people that did wind up staying outside the arena other than like the Katie Cats that kind of traveled there. Yeah. But yeah, it's all about like they don't see her often. You really have that one moment, you want to be close, this and that. That's true. 
That's yeah. really true, though. I feel like I've, I don't know if you've seen those memes online where it's like artists booking a world tour and it's like they go to like two continents. Whereas, like, I know Katie does like want to include her international Kitty Cats a lot because, like, they're a huge part of us, of our fan base, and like they're a huge part of her support system. So, like, to not go and visit them and bring the tour to them would be such like a sin, I think, because like. So that's why, like, I think Katie does a really good job for, like, going out and, like, hitting those countries that are very, like, rarely gone gone to by, like, especially American artists and anybody like that. So I think for that, she's really, she's really thoughtful and she's inclusive for everyone, which is super awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, going back a little bit, you said you started your Twitter in 2012. Yes. Um, what do you think is the most, like... Well, firstly, do you think Twitter is iconic or toxic? Um, both, but for the most part, like, iconic. It's fun. Like, you know, some of the stuff you see on there, like, an hour ago, I just saw something. And, like, things like that remind me of, like, all right, this app is pretty funny. It was um, Katie singing Daisies. Oh. But the, cap- the caption was, like, Daisy when she makes a mess in the house speaking about like katie's child and then another one was like katie yelling at her daughter to come down for dinner or something yeah in the big mansion and then it's like a video of her yelling like daisy but yeah stuff like that like it's funny it can go like either way i will say people are very creative when it comes to twitter yeah like some of the stuff you see on there you're just like how did someone even think of this or like this caption blah 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 like yeah i will agree some stuff is actually hilarious and like i sometimes find it even like i feel like a twitter when i got it i only joined twitter just now in like january 2020 but like the eight months that i've been on twitter honestly have been more entertaining than like my five years on instagram or like any other platform especially with this like with all of like i think it's more like people are sharing their thoughts and ideas rather than just content and like photographs so i feel like people have like a lot more room to be like hilarious if that makes sense um but i also think twitter can be a little toxic at times yeah it could i mean i guess that's like the reality of it all it can be harsh in terms of like you know if someone says they don't like a certain artist someone might be like you know like attack oh my god or even how like artists are always compared blah 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 and like katie just spoke about this the other day in the apple music interview but yeah things like that it's kind of like you know someone releases an album and then it's like oh well this one's better than this one yeah this one like didn't sell as much blah 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 so yeah when you see stuff like that it's like damn and that kind of reminds me like 2012 2013 2014 like there was no talk about like all this chart stuff if we were talking about charts i think it was because like katie was number one everywhere which is kind of funny and like ironic to say yeah like uh prism it was like roar dark horse walking on air like all within like the top 10 on itunes and whatnot but yeah it wasn't so focused Mm -hmm. like of course i think it was like great when she got number one with four and dark horse and pardon me back in 2012 but yeah i guess things have shifted and there's a few reasons also like all these new streaming things 
I don't think that was as big in like 2013. 2013 was like YouTube or like iTunes, um, Apple and Spotify, like how it is now, like every stream means this, this, and this, and like it might contribute to the sales. Yeah, like I don't even know much about that stuff, honestly. Yeah. It's like a whole nother world. Yeah, I definitely get that. How important would it be like another top 10 to you? <laughs> I mean, not important, but like I would take it and like I would want it for her, yeah. you know? So like if we woke up tomorrow and it was like, oh my God, Teary Eyes is like number one. Let's yeah. just say it was number one, not even top 10. It's like finally, like that's what she deserves because there's been so many other songs yeah. since Dark Horse that like deserve much higher. Not just so she can say she has a number one, but like the bigger picture like yeah this song is all over the radio and it's touching people of different audiences and people are like eating it up and loving it so like i want it to happen i think we all do but if she doesn't like look that's not gonna affect anything like she's still gonna go on tour whenever she could and we're all still going and yeah traveling and you know supporting and all this and that so i feel like people are using like chart position especially like nowadays rather than before as kind of like a measure of a song's like value slash like how good a song is like just because a song isn't in a top 10 position like there have been like for example there's so many amazing songs that like don't even touch the billboard hot 100 just because like let's say like their artist or whoever made them is too small or just not as relevant for that but like that doesn't mean that song has any less of a worth than something that is number one And, like, I feel like, especially on Twitter, like we were saying, Toxic, people use chart position to discredit an artist's work slash discredit, like, just, like, like, when people attack us for, you know, like, they're, like, we say something and the response is, well, Katie can't even get to the Hot 100 anymore. And it's just, like, why does that matter anymore? Like, why does that, like, your main attack on us? Like, why don't you, like go to the song itself and either appreciate it yourself or just ignore it like why do you like you know what i mean yeah i don't know that's one of the that's what i felt was like the most part toxic part because i remember like first starting out like i had no idea about any of like that stuff yet and then i I think i saw like a little monster or something just discredit her and i just felt so like upset because i was like excuse me like what was the point of this tweet like you know what i mean yeah i get it it's like no one should do it i guess regardless of like this artist or that artist like oh you know your fave doesn't even chart anymore because i don't know like one things have changed a lot of the people like we grew up listening to or like the 20 2010 pop girls or whatever like you know there is a new there's a new like population of them like yeah like I was going to say new, I don't know the word exactly, but like there's a new, not standard, all right, let's just say a new group of girls, yeah, for agree. instance, like Billy and, you know, Dua's really big. Yeah. Um, Lizzo. Yeah, Lizzo has a lot of popular songs. There's like Ava Max. Yeah. Um, These people I don't even know about anymore. Exactly. So it's like every year there's like a new and up coming group of like few artists that might stay big for a few years and um 
you know, Katie's not going anywhere, but obviously I think her prime was like 2010 to 2015. Yeah. And now she's kind of at the point, like, already established the whole like legend, icon, <laughs> iconic, like, yeah, exactly. Status. And now she can just release albums, like, as freely as she wants or as little as she wants. And she has a daughter, like, she's very family focused now. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, charts don't really matter, and she said it a hundred times, so, like, we really shouldn't care. And honestly, but like, I think it would look worse if she was still desperate for charts, a desperate, thirsty pop star right now. Because it's, like, once you hit a certain age or something, like, especially now, she's 35, like, y- like you're at an age where, like, let's say a an- family's important to you, well, like, are you gonna have that family, or are you gonna be just focused completely on your career that might or might not, like, just be working for you anymore you know there ha- there comes a point where it's like okay my career is important but also like i want to have a child in the future i want to have a family i think like that's kind of how she shifted and she even talked about it in one of her interviews that like just career-wise like she loves what she does and i mean like if you're an artist and you have such a great discography and just a great history i would like go on as well but like if that makes sense like she's kind of like moved on almost with like the hype and like just trying to please everyone anymore yeah like a hundred percent and it wouldn't really match kind of like like you mentioned like if she's kind of focusing on like family and daughter yeah you know she can't i don't think she would really want to be out here like oh my god like my album is not number one blah 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 yeah it wouldn't kind of be matching like the image and right now she's like at a really good place she's like here's my album like I just gave birth. Um, she's not going anywhere. Like yeah. she's not giving up her career. She's gonna balance it all out, but she's not so much focused anymore on like other validation or like I need this number one album to feel good. Exactly. Maybe like in the past she may have thought that because like think about it. She started out, got very popular, got huge with Teenage Dream, mm-hmm. broke every record. Prism was like still riding off of that high, like great songs few number one hits mm-hmm. the super bowl a huge tour like 152 door tour dates like yet again still riding that high and then you know took a little break and witness and whatnot so and you know she's really only used to like succeeding yeah kind of like breaking every record and great success etc etc obviously 2017 kind of like that was her realization yeah and now she's at like a great place where she's kind of just like look i learned like it's not always going to be number ones and success so like here's my music and i hope you like it you know like yeah literally she's just like here's my song like if you like it great if you don't like don't even comment on it yeah because that's the point she made in the Apple Music interview when she was like, "Do you want to read my Twitter comments?" Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you don't. Yeah. You don't. And like, you could even hear in her voice, like she's hurt by him. Yeah, she sounded like pretty shaken. Like the whole, well, no, the whole interview she sounded strong, but like in that one part, yeah, like you kind of just felt that it annoyed her because imagine like she's at home in quarantine prior to giving birth to the baby like online and then people are just like flop like album's not number one 
Like, you could only really turn that out so much after, like, it starts affecting you. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like she did the most out of any other artist this, like, just this quarantine season. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that the VMAs didn't nominate her for best at home, like, music video or anything like that, honestly, I'm not angry about it, but it's just kind of, like, it's almost, like, it's, like, that's such so rude in a way, like, do you not notice like like she almost i feel like she had like the best out of everyone and that's not biased like i have been watching and everyone else's have been okay but like i feel like katie constantly went like 110 percent on her looks on her sets that she's done she's probably spent a lot of money on like just everything just because like again she's held up to these high standards by everyone that's like hating on her or like you know what i mean so i feel like in a way she really did like do her best like even now with the circumstances that she was given and like i don't know like it's just kind of weird when people do that to somebody like they don't really see the work that goes behind something before like for witness like witness was like she told like i when i spoke to katie she said it was experimental and like and i think that just you know kind of opened her eyes back then to like that like your career and your pop stardom is not your whole life like you have you can have other priorities and you have other things that you need to accomplish as well and i think it's so refreshing nowadays that she's just kind of like here's my music like maybe there's not a lot of promo with it but you know what i mean enjoy it like it's for you i think instead of just like constantly chasing charts or like something like that if you know what i mean yeah totally it's kind of just like here's my album and then like you know maybe we'll hear from her like the next day or whatever yeah and you know like good for her she's already done it all so you know take the music just be like happy grateful rather that we got new music because like for the longest time i was like that's it after witness i was like when she's married and having a baby like we're not getting an album anytime soon and it's still wild that like she's even doing all this and it comes out in like five hours from now because I don't know. I was just like, no, that's it. She's kind of done. And, you know, like, she might need a break. Like, three to five years about it. Since 2010, she's been touring. Yeah, Yeah, like, touring every year. Um, 2011, 2012, she toured. 14, 15 for, like, PWT. And then 17, 18 with Witness. In between all those doing, like interviews and just appear yeah interviews different private performances she did kaboo uh kaboo festival that i was there in september 2018 and she did you know a big amazon concert when she debuted never really over last summer and so many like little things in between so yeah that's my reasoning i was just like damn like she needs a break yeah but I don't think that break's actually happening. Yeah, I agree. I feel like she's definitely defying all of those, like, oh, once a woman gets pregnant, she needs to sit down and just take a break for a while. Like, like when I saw her, like, with that massive, like, eight or nine month belly, like, still, like, coming on every week and, like, giving it her all and still promoting and doing everything, I was like, girl, like, what can you not do? Like, you literally have done so much more than anyone has ever asked you to do like i think it just shows her dedication to her music to her fans to everything honestly like i I agree like i was like oh this is probably like 
it like for now until she like raises her baby and does all of that stuff and I, and I was 100% like supportive of her for that but like when she said like why can't I do it all like have singles and come out and you know what I mean that I felt like it was almost like a relief like oh thank god we're still going to be getting something from her while she's you know doing the really hard task of raising a child and you know running a house and everything so I think that's amazing that she's still able to do all of that for us um another thing I wanted to ask what was your favorite like like for droplets you know last year was kind of um i mean i guess this one's kind of obvious but for me it's well for most people i would say it's never really over just like the way that came and it sounded like she was back it was like pop perfection Mm -hmm. and like the catchy chorus and just everything about that song was like amazing Honestly, after that, though, 365 is, like, you know, it's a bop. It's fun. Yeah. It's dancey. Um, I just listened to Never Worn White today for, like, the first time in forever. And I was like, wait, like, that deserved more. Um, it's good. It's just not a song I listen to every day. But all the droplets are, like, good and exciting in their own way. Yeah. So it all led to, like, this big picture, which is... You know, the album, wow. which is coming yeah. out in five hours. Oh my yeah. god, it's coming out so soon. <laughs> um, ugh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle it. Um, what would you say, like, your favorite songs are, like, in total? Like, like let's say you could pick four of your best songs. Oh, good question. Because I have, like, three off the top of my head. Four, I'd have to think of. But the top three would honestly be Wide Awake first, like Lyrical yes, Masterpiece, yes, yes, yes. great video, great way to end the Teenage Dream era, um, just everything about it. It's I saw somebody like say that like Wide Awake was her waking up from her teenage dream. Oh, right, right, yeah. Yeah, I What's, agree. What about number and, two? <laughs> number two would probably be Walking on Air. It's pretty different like anything she has the whole like 80s i don't even know if you would call it 80s maybe like 70s the beat the choir the vocals Mm -hmm. the whole like aesthetic that went with it like the snl performance that we see every week on twitter remember when katie formed an snl walking on air like that you know i loved it at prismatic world tour as well third i would say unconditionally i love it it's so moving um Mm -hmm. the drums in the beginning just like the beat you can listen to that song be in like the best mood and that song comes on and it's just like damn like it's very moving and i always think of like prismatic tour how she sang it obviously like slowed acoustic the whole arena had like their phone lights on it was so pretty then she walked over to like the pit section she would take all of our like letters and gifts we had for her so yeah that those three right awake walking on air unconditionally fourth if i had a pick um wow it's a hard question i mean maybe i don't know maybe like it takes two or choose your battles those are kind of considered like deluxe songs on prism Mm -hmm. but i love those too so Mm -hmm. yeah that's my answer Okay, good answer. 
Oh my gosh, such I can't believe it's already been like so long, and like it just feels like we've been just talking about like just so quickly. Right. Um, I wanted to play a game. Hmm. Oh wait, I do have one more thing to feed to answer that question. Fourth, I wouldn't say it's my fourth favorite, but another song that like I still love to this day, and most people can't stand it and probably never want to hear it again and never want to hear her perform it, but. Drumroll, please. One of my all-time faves is honestly Roar. Okay. Um, iconic anthem, but more importantly, like the memories associated with that. So, like, 2013, I met her on Roar. Well, yeah, 2013, met her on Roar release date. So right away. But something about that oh whole gosh. that whole comeback with like the teaser videos and like the prism semi and the performance at the vmas on the brooklyn bridge and how like she promoted that song like crazy um she did so many performances like yeah she did snl as well um good morning america but yeah that song like i just listened to it and it takes me back to like seven years ago where uh, it i was, totally get that it was just like a happy simpler time not just some like Katie life but life in general and it's so funny because like so many people are done with the roar and they're like I hope she never sings it and I'm like I do not understand that like I feel like roar is one of her number ones but it's also like like the message is still like relevant today like it's mm-hmm. like I can still like lift myself up from a dark place with that song like right I love that song like I just don't understand like why people would like hate on it like that just because it's so overplayed like i get it it is a a lot of songs sometimes get ruined because they're overplayed and like people are just kind of sick of hearing it but like i don't know something about roar i just i always loved roar and like i definitely get why you put it as number four yeah like i don't know i still love it and i'm proud of that like yeah no you do you i'm proud (laughs) that's that's a good song i would choose that as well thanks okay so we're gonna move on to a little game it's a quick game. Game. So I'm going to give you six seconds mm. each round to say three words about each album era. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not super hard, but I think it is a little tricky. Okay. But if you have to go over six seconds, like... Yeah. All right. I okay. think I can come up with something. All right. So this is kind of like a flash round game. Like, you want to say it as quickly as you can. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, choose a good word. Like, you got this, though. All right. Okay, ready? Round one. Um, let's do Teenage Dream. Pop, iconic, fresh. I absolutely agree with that. Um, all right, next. Witness. Different. Artistic dark okay i like that uh moving on let's go one of the boys original authentic punk rock mm, i love what, this one of the boys yeah that's what comes to mind just like yeah like punk rock first album yeah i feel that um let's do smile next Uplifting, grateful, and positive. Okay, and last one, Prism. 
euphoric, amazing, dancey. <laughs> Although it's not really that dancey, minus like walking on air and dark horse, but yeah. yeah, that's what came to mind. That's what came to no, mind right I think away. You did a great job. <laughs> Thanks. It's a good job. I wow. think that's it's tricky though, because like when an album like like just to give three words to describe one album like i feel like katie tells a story on each one of the albums and it's like there could be 50 words to describe just one album right like now i'm looking back at it and i'm like oh teenage dream like that's kind of like a fairy tale or like a whole character so yeah there's so many words but each album is like it's like its own world almost yeah legit Okay, that was a good game. Did you... I hope it didn't, like... I hope it wasn't too hard or something. No, it sounds easier than it is, though. Because I'm like... Yeah. Um, witness? Like, I drew a blank. And then I'm like, um... No, but you answered well for Witness. That was probably one of the hardest ones. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. dark, artistic. Um, Experimental. Yeah, different. Like, very different. different. But, but also powerful. It is, yeah. I feel like the lyrics on Witness were extremely powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, good. I'm so happy that that game didn't fail at all. Because I just made it up, like, on the spot. It's fine. Wow, very impromptu. Thank you. Um, what are you most excited for for this new era? Hmm. I would say how she's going to bring this whole album to life in a tour and obviously that's not happening anytime soon but you know say people can actually tour in 22 or 2023 like I don't think it's going to be next year regardless I want to see like how she will bring it to life because like every tour is always like pretty next level and she can do a lot with this, like the whole circus theme and like that's true. her costumes and set and like production and everything about the tour is like so intricate and thought out. So, yeah, I would say like, how is she going to bring this like visually? So yeah. if we go to a tour next year, what's it going to look like? What's the set list like? That's what like appeals to me, really. Yeah, I feel like she's always been a really almost like artistic person especially when it comes to tours Mm -hmm. because i think like every tour is kind of like you walking into the physical album like because she just builds it all around the album like witness was like like first of all the visuals at witness were absolutely astounding oh wait that reminds me sorry california dreams tour the arena smelled like cotton candy when you walked in did it actually (laughs) yeah yeah there was like more when you got to the actual stage area. I guess they were, yeah. like, spraying something. But, yeah, that just reminded me, because you mentioned, like, a tour is how an album comes to life. And I was like, wait, I think she took that a little too seriously. Wait, how the heck did she accomplish that? Like, making the whole place more like cotton candy? Yeah. She's thing like, that's so interesting. Yeah, I'm not too sure, but that happened. I wish I went. I would have. I think I would give my left kidney to be able to go to one of the shows now. Yeah, I'm glad I went. I, I mean, I also wish like I can go back in time and be like, oh, I got to see one of the boys tour. Oh my god, that too. Yeah. Yeah, but California tour, California Dreams tour rather was like the 
good introduction. I mean, it was her prime, like the Hershey Kiss outfit and the whipped yeah. cream and the blue wig and, you know... Bring- it was all just iconic, I think. Yeah, like bringing Katy Perry on stage and she brought a few fans up and during I Kissed a Girl with the whole, like, jazz right, vibe right, right. she had going on with, like, the feather boa thing around her neck. Like, that was cool. The spinning peppermint dress i mean like we can be here all night talking about it but... literally i was gonna say like <laughs> we're gonna be here all night if we keep talking about all the iconic like concert stuff she's done i think out of everyone i like all of the like artists that i like she definitely does the best job yeah for me too in terms of like set visual interaction um, experience yeah experience good word like overall it's kind of like you're watching a movie or... movie but like you're in it yeah agreed yeah yeah she's really great um what do you think your favorite release from this album was mm. I guess not I guess but never really overcounts because it's like the lead song on the album and it is on the album but right. to me it's still throwing me off a bit because it's kind of like that came out last year so I know. I'm personally not claiming that it's like I'm not going to count that as like a song we heard from Smile so far so to answer your question honestly Daisies um, it's really a great song like I feel like we all kind of not forgot about it but like it came and then like two weeks later we wanted more but guess what like to me it's better than smile like it's a much stronger song it's an anthem mm-hmm. the bridge is great the instrumentals like the drums the background vocals so like yeah daisy has been my favorite smile you know good catchy but doesn't do anything great for me and you know why i feel like we didn't appreciate smile as much because of the leaks well, that too. We were listening to it from like April. Months yeah, and actually, I was tweeting lyrics about it like in March because I don't know. I just knew oh. that. But yeah, you're right. Smile came, and then it was just like, all right, great. Like, I've heard it. Let's move on. Yeah, honestly, oh. good point. And then what makes a woman is good that came out last yeah. week. It's meaningful to her kind of like never worn white like deep meaningful you're not gonna listen to it if you're like going out to the club tomorrow you know but if you're browsing through her songs it's like oh this is pretty um yeah but daisy's still kind of like outsold in my opinion See, I love Daisy's because, like, I have such a connection to the song because I met her on the release night. Mm. And, like, I feel like Daisy's was, like... So, like, she released Number One White. She did that, like, live stream announcing that she was releasing an album soon. But then we didn't see from her at all because of, like, all the quarantine and everything until, like, I remember the week before she tweeted, like, okay, guys, here's Daisy's. Like, I feel like the hype for Daisy's was so high. And then she did the Zoom calls, and I know you yours didn't get entered. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. Sitting all night in the Zoom call waiting for her to come in. I'm still waiting, but it's She's fine. still waiting in the Zoom call. Yeah, no, let but me check. I think maybe she joined with the baby. Maybe she joined. No, I think I think that was, first of all, such a great like pro- promo tactic for her to do, like to do the Zoom calls. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, so for me, Daisy's probably would be number one as well, just because like I have such a great experience from that night. Like that night is life changing for me. Um, yeah. yeah, like you said, Smile was kind of just like, like I like Smile and I still listen to Smile now, but like the initial hype was taken away because of the leaks. And how another what I was gonna say was, how do you feel like the leaks affected the album? Um, Smile album or like her past albums? Smile and like any other, any other leaks that happened. Um, Smile album, I don't think it's really affecting it much. One, the album's really only leaked, like today's Thursday. It was around like Tuesday night they started coming, but they really weren't so public. It wasn't like click mm-hmm. this link to get the album. That's A lot true. of it you kind of had to like dm someone to get i mean they were out there if you wanted it it was not hard to hear the album but from what i remember like i feel like leaks used to be a tweet back in the day and then like everyone would just go to the same tweet and like right. get the whole album so to answer the question like i don't think it's really going to affect it it's not like a leak three weeks ago like where people are kind of done with that one leak like two nights before it's coming out now it's already out in countries and it's still gonna do well because it's been a while since people have listened to a full album from her. Like we haven't got one in three yeah. years. On top of that, like the baby, I think will kind of help, which is funny to think. Like <gasps> the you baby know, headlines. Like come on, Katie had a yeah. baby, and like oh my god, her album comes out tonight. But that's a smart like tactic. Not that it was planned or anything, but like Daisy Dove really knew what she was doing there. Yeah, she was like, all right, I'll wait, like, one more day. And then, you know, release the album, and then we'll go kind of, like, hand in hand. So, yeah, I don't think it really affected it much. Mostly every album these days leak, besides yeah, Taylor Swift folklore, because, you know, the whole world didn't know she was releasing music. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree. I feel like... Yeah, they didn't hinder any of the song's performance at all. I think more in terms of, like, us... Excitement, yeah. Excitement, it kind of, like, took a toll, slash, like, stole that excitement. Because, like, when something's a pure excitement, I feel like you have more hype inside of yourself. But when you know about something, that's kind of, like, my one thing with Twitter is, like, I love Twitter, but, like, it wrecks excitement for me sometimes. Because people are like, oh, this is the new rumor on the block that something's coming. And sometimes it'll actually be true. So yeah. that's one that I didn't really like about Twitter is that like everything felt like I kind of knew about everything because all of the people on Twitter just happened to know everything. I don't know. How much longer do you see yourself even being on Twitter? <laughs> that's a good question. So like after Witness Tour, I kind of went on like a little hiatus yeah and not even intentional it's like look i have nothing to like say katie's on a break like what are we really tweeting about and then it was kind of like you know i went from you know it was like one week i didn't go on and then fast forward it was like a whole month i wouldn't go on and i was still keeping up to date because instagram talking to different people i would check her page um even Facebook, like, I knew what was going on. And, like, if she was performing somewhere tomorrow, a private show, like, I kind of just knew. But I was not tweeting. And literally up until, like, March of this year, Never Worn White, I was still kind of, like, disappearing on and off. And 
then quarantine happened, you know, the baby announcement, smile. So, like, since March to now, it's like I'm on so often. I'm like, it's fun, it's exciting. But, yeah. you know, to answer the question, I don't know. Like, do we all, not do we all, but like, does someone just wake up one day and be like, all right, like, I had enough of like Stan Twitter, but I'll still support her? Yeah, like, I guess yeah. people do that. And I actually have seen it before, like, different people from 2013 that I was friends with or even beforehand but I don't have an answer for that I don't really think I don't think there even is an answer for that it's not like maybe no like I can't even predict that because like if she's still releasing stuff and you know eventually we're gonna go on a tour in like a year or so so Mm -hmm. yet again that's like prime times like interact with people like your certain mutuals that are going to the show so yeah, it's not going anywhere. But it's funny you mention that because sometimes I'm just like, I don't know, like, wonder if we all kind of just disappear one day. Yeah, and like, not for any bad intention, just no. kind of like pick up and, you know, you wake up and you're not going to go on Twitter the whole day. It's just kind of like, you know, times change, I think. Yeah. And it depends on yourself and your situation. Like, like, if you're working so much and you don't really have time to go on, like, I think that you eventually, like, even for me, I feel like Twitter's sometimes a habit. Like, as soon as I wake up, I want to check Twitter and see what's going on. But, like, mm-hmm. when you kind of get yourself out of that, like, rhythm slash routine, it's, you know, it's it's different. And then you just kind of, like, move on a little bit. But I do agree with you. Like, Twitter's fun, especially when there's something going on. Like, there's a new album, something's happening. But, like, I feel like I might do, like, a slumber when, like things kind of die down and like there's not really any news and i'll probably yeah so like once things die down it's kind of like you can take that little break or like you can stop you know what i mean yeah i agree like if nothing's happening i don't know like there's really nothing to discuss and that'll probably happen soon like you know albums coming out well it's kind of out already but you know things will be exciting for a bit and then it's kind of like we're not going on tour she's probably not going to be performing anywhere there's no public appearances etc so yeah i think maybe if life kind of like picks up and gets back to normal you know i'll yeah go on it's just natural honestly yeah it's It's like something to do and it is pretty fun for the most part yeah i agree um, do you want to say your... I actually don't know how to say your last name. <laughs> yeah, I don't think a lot of people know, but it is Antonacci. Ah, uh, okay. So your Twitter, if anyone wants to go follow you, is... So it's my name. It's Just Chris, Chris Antonacci. Antonacci one. one. And that's funny to think, because I guess I made it as like a personal account years ago. Yeah. And they had like five friends on there. And then I never even thought about like making it Katie related. I'm like, I'm just gonna stay as is. And now here we are. Eight now years... here you are, a full blown Stan account. <laughs> yeah, eight years later, and a lot of uh, memories and. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, that's one thing. I don't think I'll ever delete my account because I kind of still want my old tweets and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. That makes sense. And, like, you have a couple of... You have a lot of iconic moments on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, there's been a few... Well, kind of... A good amount, yeah. So, like, one... 
when Rise came out, I was like totally asleep. And then people were like, I don't even know if they tweeted her that I was sleeping, but she went on my page. She responded to a tweet from like two weeks ago that she wasn't even tagged in. And then she oh wrote gosh. a capital letter is like, please rise now, Chris, meaning like, wake up, the song is out. Um, oh my God. Yeah, there's been a few other things. One was kind of funny, like, I was sleeping again, and then someone was like, is he, oh, I think he's sick, and then, oh, someone wrote, does he have mono? And Katie liked oh my it. God. Mono is usually associated with, like, I guess, like, hooking up, or, like, kissing yeah, people. Yeah. So it was so random. She liked that at, like, 2 in the morning, and I'm like, what? And then there's just been, like, other random things like we were at a Katie Camp meetup in 2014 or something and I tweeted okay I GT I gotta go I can't stand because I was drunk and like she liked that tweet it didn't mention her name um we didn't tag her so like yeah she's seen a lot Um, I think it was interesting because like I don't think we realized that like she just sees stuff and like she's on Twitter and she can see the dumb shit that we say or like anything like that so like that's so interesting that she's like like those like untagged tweets and stuff and i think that just show- goes to show that she really does like look into her twitter and she like sees what we're saying so like be careful of what you say yeah you're right she really does and actually one more thing that i'm thinking of is like in september 2015 or august i forget yeah it was like the end of august i met rihanna at like a macy's event and that was really cool but two weeks later, we met Katie. It was at, like, two in the morning at, like, an after party. And I'm like, oh, hey. Like, do you know who I met recently? And, like, I didn't really expect her to know. And she's like, yeah, you met Riri. And I was like, what? Like, how do you even oh know God. that? Like, I, obviously, she was on Twitter. But, yeah, she knows a lot. And I always think of that. That's like, so cool. The way she said it, she's like, yeah, Riri. And I was like, what? Like. Who told you this? Yeah, oh my god. Pretty wild. Do you think that do you think they're still friends? <laughs> um Okay, I know I just saw your last tweet, but like no, like think about it. Like I feel like what goes on in public is probably way different than when they actually like went through as friends. But yeah. I feel like they still like like each other because like there's like there's the uh, when she did the change of the rhythm, rhythm at the Grammys, like Rihanna was cheering. Yeah, Rihanna on. was like the first one standing up and exactly. like clapping for her. Yeah, and I like, think there, there was be... also that photo with Rihanna and the red bl- heart balloon. No, no. I feel like that. Uh, it, I just feel like it is. See, maybe it's me wishful thinking. Because I'm like kind of that topic of like Rihanna attending Katie's engagement party. I'm, like, quite passionate about it. I'm, like, no. Like, she wasn't there because there's no other picture. I think it was kind of, like, a coincidence. Like, a heart-shaped balloon. Um, It seems like like... a pretty intimate gathering. It was, like, her Johnny, Sarah, like, her friends slash crew, family. I mean, Rihanna and her were great friends, but for some reason, like, no, I'm not getting the vibe she was at the engagement party because, like, they don't even talk on red carpets really anymore. So to answer the question, I think they're definitely, like, industry friends. 
if that makes sense like maybe supportive of each other's stuff or like i know katie likes rihanna's stuff on social media every now and then in comments mm-hmm. but if i had to guess and obviously i can be way wrong here i don't think they're like hanging out or no you know on the even on the phone and texting like no i don't know i don't think so either but i have another reason behind it if i had a guess as well it's kind of like when they were like bffs years ago 2010 20 yeah. like two 2010 to like 2016 even they were both still pretty young like 2010 katie's like a whole different person than she is oh, yeah. now so i wouldn't even say well rihanna was still up and coming i mean she oh yeah now in like 2006 but you know 2010 was still like earlier everyone was really new yeah so i think they kind of like gravitated towards each other because they were like young making like major success um had a ton of great memories and for whatever reason like maybe they faded out a bit but like that happens in like everyday friendships you know like oh yeah like me and you you can be friends with someone one day and then you kind of see it dwindling down yeah um i I mean I love them both, so, like, I just need them to, like, hang out and be best friends forever, but it's been a few years now. Like, the last time they publicly hung out, not at a, like, Grammy or red carpet, nothing, it was in 2016 summer in New York, and I remember, because, like, I don't know, I just remember, and I have the picture in my head, and they're, like, getting out of, like, a van. Katie had the ombre hair, like, the brown and blonde hair. And, yeah, that was one of the last times they were, like, really, really seen together. Like, not at a sponsored event. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's just hope that maybe they're still, like, friendly. I'm sure they're still friendly. Like, they're both very, like, civilized people. Like, Like, even if they did have a falling out or, like, maybe they're just kind of, like, dwindled a little bit. I still feel like I'm wishful thinking maybe, but, like, I love Rhi and I love... I love them both. Like, their friendship was so iconic back mm-hmm. then. And it still is now. But, like, I think we just haven't seen any, like, evidence or, like, anything. Like, the Met, the Met Gala, like, the photo that they took was fine. But, I mean, like, it just, like, I know Brie wasn't smiling. But I don't know, like, maybe that was just, like, her style for the night to, like, not smile. If that makes sense. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, like she was maybe necessarily, she was, like, like, unhappy that she was with Katie or anything. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It might have just been, like, let me serve in this moment real quick. But, yeah, yeah, there was a shift somewhere. And, like, I don't know where, but there was one. And, well, I wish the best for both of them. And they're both amazing. And even if they're not friends, like, whatever. They're both iconic and bad bitches, so. I absolutely agree. That's on that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, well, oh my God. It's literally been so long since we talked. Um, I want to thank you so much, like, honestly, so much for coming on <laughs> and being the first guest on The Lowdown. Um, I hope it wasn't too, like, annoying slash weird for you. No, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. I also didn't realize it was, like, over an hour already. But... I know. Literally, yeah. I'm looking at the watch and I'm like, there is no way it's been this long. I'm flat. But it's okay. And no, I think we covered some very important stuff. We did. Yeah, and there's lots to discuss. And yes. 
you know, I might be back on here soon. If anyone is listening or whoever's listening and kind of wants that, let us know because we can do like totally different conversation, like favorite performances and favorite red carpet events. Like there's so much to talk about. So yes, yes. let us know. Yes. Make sure that you stream and buy buy smile that's coming out tonight um very iconic for all of us um honestly just i don't know like i i I don't know how to do promo but like i feel like everyone's just like so excited for tonight like it just feels like honestly almost like new year's yeah it's a big deal because it's like like, it's a huge deal we only get an album every three years and like when you think about it it's a long time like three years from today was like august 27 2017 and life was so different then and we were listening to like witness it was still pretty new the tour was starting in three weeks um oh my god so when you think about it like it's pretty deep it's like damn like it waited three years for this not only like katie but in general like in life it's like oh my god i was in such a different place three years ago and like exactly some good some bad but it's just like damn i'm ready to listen to this album oh. and start a new chapter like i want to associate this album with like obviously good memories but it's a mm-hmm. weird time right now like quarantine and every day you're like dragging and same routine so like hopefully sounds kind of corny but like makes a smile and then in like another three years it'll be like yeah remember smile came and like oh my gosh saved us from quarantine and yes blah, blah, that's kind of how i hope to like i hope that this album just like brings a smile to my face not to sound corny but like just kind of brings like i think that's kind of the vibe she was going for like i feel like every song is going to be like happy slash like almost like resilient and like hopeful in every way and i just hope it like kind of picks up our moods i know that's what i'm like fuck i need this to kind of just come and yeah save us all and you know there's a high chance that might not happen obviously on katie's end like she'll deliver and it'll be great but sometimes i guess in life maybe an album is not gonna be the answer but it will definitely help you know like I've been kind of a law and I'm just like bored of everything, but I feel confident like this is going to come and, you know, my life is just going to pick up and I'll be a little happier for the time being. So definitely. Are you driving? (laughs) Um, I am. So I was like pulled over so I can talk to you. Oh my God. I thought you were at home, like comfortable in your bed or something like I didn't even realize you were not... Oh, my God, Chris. Well, no. Oh, my God. Hold on. I'm going to put my seatbelt... I'm going, like, around the block, so I'm not far. But I was out earlier, and then... Yeah, it's like, oh, I'll just do it in the car, because it's, like, quiet. So... Okay. Yeah, that was my reasoning behind it. But you can uh, take this part out if you must. Okay. No, it's... I think it's funny. I think it's... It proves to everyone that this is completely live. Like, nothing is, like, fake here. Yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna probably let you go then, if you're gonna screw it around. Well, no. Now I'm just, like, I'm basically home. I was not far. I was just parked around the block. Anyway, we can sum all this up. Yes, I think that's a good idea. So, 
summary, if anyone learned one thing out of this today, or two things, I would say... Yeah, I don't know what I would say, honestly. I would say, you know, things have changed, but not necessarily for the worse. Like, we're still really excited for music, and I think 2013 was kind of simpler, and it was just, like, pure excitement and funny things. Like, looking back at it, like, oh my god, I can't believe we were doing that, but, you know, it's a new era, new journey, and as long as people are still here to support, it's like, whatever, that's great, like, you know people yeah. still want to listen to her and she's amazing she makes up for it with everything whether it's like tour meeting fans so yeah, definitely parts always there and actually that's what appealed to me many years back is like when i went to cbt people were telling me they met her and she was so nice i was like wow like i can picture it but sometimes you hear certain stories about like artists that might not have been the nicest of fans and they were like raving about her and they're like no she was like the sweetest ever blah 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 so that also helped because i was like damn like i want to meet her and she seems so nice and like appreciative so yeah Yeah, i totally feel that um i think especially in this era slash age of her career i think our job should be like to be supportive of course um to be accepting of everything and just like understand that like she is she who she is and whether you're here to accept who she is and love who she is like if you're not ready to do that then don't spread negativity or anything about it you know what i mean right like we're here to love her how she is anything that she gives us any music any looks like everything like i feel like that's one thing on twitter people judge things people compare it to the past and be like oh my god like why isn't she like she was back in 2013 and you know like she says herself like that was a different person and that was a different era like let me evolve and grow it was a character she built a character like exactly no we can't go back to that but i know i get it i'm kind of on both sides like sometimes it's just like oh damn like i miss this hair or this look and there's no like it's not in a negative way. It's just kind of like, oh, damn. Like, 2013, when she wore that, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, then you kind of have to look at it like she doesn't want to look like that anymore. And, you know, she mentions she mentioned something in an interview recently about, like, blonde hair. And she likes it better. Something with, like, light around her face. So, yeah. you know, like, we have to be happy with like whatever she gives like you mentioned whether it's exactly performance or an interview it's all better than nothing because like think about it if she was not doing anything right now and like we didn't get an album and like 20 performances and interviews and promo then we'd be bored and we'd be like can she do something so now it's like she's doing something and she's doing a lot so you know just be like thankful and we might not like it all because like honestly you know you're not gonna love everything and like there's a few things all right for example smile performance video i didn't really care for it i guess it was artistic it was cute one with the song Mm -hmm. but like yeah it's something i would honestly never watch again and i watched it once and it was like once was enough like you know but i'm not saying it was like bad in any way yeah like bad or terrible like it wasn't 
know, like it wasn't for me, but I'm going to give her credit for like still even recording that and yeah. obviously still putting effort in. And like, yeah, I guess there's a difference between like not liking it and like bashing. I guess bashing would be like, it was fucking terrible. I'm yeah. just kind of saying like, not for yeah. me. Um, maybe I think the music video though, she did really good for that. I loved it. Yeah, it was good. Um, better than I thought. Like the whole animation thing was pretty cute, and the characters it like was, it was. looked like something out of like a legit Disney movie. Yeah. So, yeah, she's doing a lot, and I guess it's just kind of like this perfect balance of like either you love it or you don't like it, but then I guess just make sure not to be like this, this, and this. Like, oh, yeah. Because, yeah, she did take time out of her day to, like, record that smile performance video. And it probably took very long. So, like, although I don't like it, it's kind of like she still made it. And she yeah. was happy with it. You know, I guess it's all about yeah. like, being careful with what you say. Or rather, like, it's not always what you say, it's how you say it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's not even about, like, her. Just in life in general. Like, you can tell someone, like... I don't know, your shirts, instead of saying your shirt's ugly, you can just say, like, I don't like it, but it looks good on you or something like that. I don't know. Probably not the best example, but the point Mm -hmm. being, like, yeah, just... Yeah, I get it. Positivity. 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 The whole world needs more of it. Nonetheless, like, Katie, who's, you know, been through it through the last few years, and now she's just given birth, so it's, like, whatever you can say positive about the album or her like what it means to you like throw that out there you know we can all kind of and i'm gonna keep that in mind tonight because like well i'm in a good mood and like i plan to bring positivity regarding the album yeah but you know sometimes we might like joke or be like oh my god like blah 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 no you know i don't know yeah no i get what you mean yeah like it's it's kind of how you say it yeah yeah like positivity yeah and yeah today's a big day it's like today is a huge day august 27th will go down as like i think the most amazing day just because like albums coming out tonight baby came out yesterday like a ton of things i think for oh, all, me being all of on us. your show, hello. Yes, and you being on my show, um, it's it's just like a crazy great day, and um, I'm so thankful that you could come on today. Honestly, yeah, it was Thank so fun. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. I feel like it was a lot of fun. Number one and two, there's lots to talk about. I feel like there's a lot of more things, dude. I I, I could keep going on, but yeah. Well, same, but we can save it for part two because, like, there's a few stories they have in mind in terms of like how certain friendships blossom through Katie or even more or even like more memories that weren't really shared like there's a few things in the back and I'm like wait that should have been shared but um yeah part two coming soon no that's okay anything that we missed if you want it we will give you another episode (laughs) yeah and if you're listening and you might have any questions about Wait, I wonder this is this. Yeah, I guess ask Michael. I don't know how this podcast app works, but we can just tweet us on Twitter, honestly. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, you hear that? I will, I will definitely include Chris's Twitter app in the episode description. 
as well as mine. So if you have any questions or you want to give us a feedback or anything about our episode today, you can definitely do that. Um, Otherwise, thank you so much, Chris, for coming on today and for talking for so long with me. <laughs> yeah, I'm I hope, hungry I now. It was good for you. Oh my god, I need food. I feel like changed person after this conversation. Yes, I feel the same way. I love this episode. It's a great episode. Yeah, thanks for having me. And make sure we all stream Smile tonight at 12 p.m. More importantly, yes. teary eyes, cry about it later. Just. I don't know. Everything's going to be amazing. I can't wait. It's four hours away. And it's not going to disappoint us. According to everyone that's already listened online, they're raving about it. They're like legit her best album. Dance, box, um, like hit after hit after hit. So, stream smile. Stream smile. Thanks. Thank you so much, Chris. Have a good night. See you on Twitter. See you later. Bye-bye. <laughs> I'll see you in like Bye. 10 minutes. Bye. Hey guys, thank you so much for catching another episode of The Lowdown on Katy Perry. And another huge thanks to Chris who came on and talked to me for so long today. Um, just another reminder to stream Smile tonight. Have a great time with the music. Enjoy the music. And I will see you next time for our next episode, which will hopefully be soon. But with these times, who knows? Um, Anyway, thank you guys so much. Have a great night.